0: Today's episode is brought to you by Batch Driven. Receive 50 skip traces for free. Go to batchdriven.com forward slash Dave or use code DAVE when signing up. For using this special offer, you will receive a seven day free trial to check out Batch Driven for yourself, and you will receive 50 skip traces included for free batch driven is the best app on the market when it comes to driving for dollars you can skip trace send mail plot your drives and even send sms messages directly to motivated sellers right from the app or website whichever you prefer head on over to batchdriven.com forward slash Dave or use code Dave at checkout to receive 50 free skip traces plus a seven-day free trial.
1: Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate, the discount property investor way to jumpstart your real estate investing career. Visit freewholesalecourse.com, course.com. The most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in.
0: Welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. This is your host, David Dodge, with co-host Mike Selene. Hey, hey. Mike.
1: Hey, Dave. How are you, man?
0: Man, I'm doing great. Good. I'm excited for this episode today. We are talking about making offers to motivated sellers. One of our
1: favorite things to do, man, making One offers. of
0: our favorite things. Now, we try to make several offers a day. We have a goal in our office to make five offers a day. We don't always hit that goal, but we have that goal. You
1: know why I like making offers so much? Why? Because you make your money when you buy Ooh, your houses. That's so true. So when you're making offers that are low, I just you think about it. making money. That's right. I like making money. I'm, I'm not- going to repeat
0: that. You make your money when you buy. Mm-hmm. You get paid when you sell. But you make it when you buy. And that's Mike. Boom. You nailed it.
1: Yeah, we're kind of greedy around here. We like to make we money. like to I make I'm money. Not- I'm not even embarrassed or ashamed to admit that. That's the I'll definition of business: money. the yeah. act of making we're money. We're in business to make money, guys. That's right. Let's do this. If you let's have a
0: business that doesn't make money,
1: you don't have a business. You don't have a business. That's Get right. out of here. No That's big right. deal, though. Let's let's talk about uh, making offers. All right, Dave. So how do we figure out what we want to offer on a property?
0: That is a great question. Period. We use a you, simple formula. It's called the M A O formula, and it stands for Maximum Allowable Offer. So basically, we are solving. For our maximum allowable offer. We're going to come back to that in the end and explain why that number is not the number you make.
1: Don't worry if you failed algebra in (laughs) high school, you'll (laughs) still be able to figure this out. If you know how to do simple, simple math. it's It's kind of like those word problems, you know, that you used to come across. It's like, you know, if Peter has 40 Snickers and gives three to Garrett, you know. That's right. So, again, you're going to have to do a little bit of math. You're going to have to figure out, love it, man. And figure out how many Snickers bars are left. But, uh, again, it's going to make you a lot of money, and that's why we like making offers so much. So the MAO, Dave, maximum allowable offer. Let's talk right off the bat about what number we're getting. We're getting the maximum.
0: The maximum. Number that so that doesn't
1: mean that that, that 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 is the offer that you make.
0: It means that that is the most that you are willing to pay. So so you have to save that number, guys. Take that number and put it in your back pocket. And that's what you're going to negotiate to. And that negotiation could take 10 minutes. It could take 10 months. But you don't go above that number. Because if you do, then you're buying it for too much. And we just said you make your money when you buy. You get paid when you sell. So if you're not buying it right, you're probably not going to be able to wholesale it or you're probably not gonna have very good profits on your exit whenever that might be. So the maximum allowable offer is the number that you want to get to in the end, or hopefully stay below. But that doesn't mean that's the number that you make your initial offer at. So let's break this formula down, all right? MAO stands for maximum allowable offer. and The equation goes like this. MAO equals ARV multiplied by your discount rate, which we are going to default to seventy percent, and then we're going to subtract out two things: repairs and wholesale fee. That's it. That's the entire equation. I will literally pull out my iPhone when I'm with a uh, when I'm with a uh, a seller, and I will try to find an ARV, you know, or I'll have one before I go. I'll multiply it by 70%. I'll subtract out my repairs. I'll usually pad those repairs to reflect my wholesale fee. And then I'll take that number and I'll take off five or 10 grand. And that's the offer I make. I can do this in the field, on the fly. It is not hard. So if you are new to wholesaling and you don't know what some of these uh, acronyms are, part of the equation is ARV. Mike, what's our ARV?
1: ARV is our after repair value, so it's basically the value of the property after it's fixed up. It's the market value. It's what the nice properties are going for. Is how I look at it. Again, it's what's your top, you know, top twenty percent of the market. What are Love those it. guys selling for? And again, that you're using that number because it's after you fix up this property. It's your top number. It's the so most. So it's the, of it's the
0: value worth. that the, that the subject property will be worth. After you fix it up. So it's kind of strange to think about when we're making an offer that we actually want to start with this piece of crap property that we're probably standing in front of, right, when we're going to be determining how much it's worth.
1: What's great about this, though, <clears throat> excuse me, what's great about this, and it's really fun to say, well, Mr. Seller, this house, I agree with you. I think it would be worth
0: 500000
1: Okay. Except... It needs all these repairs. So right now it's not. So again, because they like their most likely they like their property. Again, mm. when you own something, you think it's worth more. I so love you want to start out on the same team, be like, Oh, I agree. I think the ARV is that five hundred thousand, just like you said. It is really high. Unfortunately it needs two hundred. Unfortunately, it needs all this work. Right. And I'm an investor and I have to make money. So That's I right. can't pay you the five hundred. You you understand you called an investor outright. I can't pay the retail value and make money. It's absolutely right. So again, it's great to start out on the same page. Is yes, sir. I do, I agree with you. The the value of this property will be that number that you were thinking. I agree. I love it. I love it. So our ARV is like after repair value. It's basically what we
0: think the property will appraise for once we rehab it. Okay. But you have to repair it or update it in order to be able to get to that value. All right. So that's what that's what we start with. So to determine our maximum allowable offer. We literally start with the after repair value or what we think it'll be worth once we fix it up. Okay. Next, we are going to multiply that by 70%. And that 70% is what we like to call our discount rate. Now, a 70% is basically the average or it is the most that we feel comfortable paying for a property. Now, in some areas... We may go a little higher, 75. In the best, nicest parts of town, we may go to 80%, but we always start at 70% because it's a good, normal, average number. It pads in 15 to 20% profit margins, and then the other 15 to 10 to 15% is typically gonna cover your cost to hold it, your hard money costs, your utilities, your closing costs, so on and so forth. So in the worst parts of town, that 70% will be discounted down to maybe 60 or 50, and there's even parts of town where I'll discount it down to like 10%, which basically means I want nothing to do with the houses in this neighborhood unless you're willing to give it to me.
1: <laughs> and, and there's a lot of areas in St. Louis where that is 100% the case. And I'm not even embarrassed to offer. There's a particular Riddle neighborhood a like in that.
0: town, um, Castle Point, mm-hmm. and it's kind of infamous just for being dangerous. If you look it up in the news, you'll see, you know, lots and lots There's of bad stuff. a few stuff. shootings here and there. A, yeah. few, a few shootings a, a day or a week over there, of yeah. course. But yeah, I mean, whenever somebody calls us and says they have a house over there, I mean, it's like, OK, I'll give you two grand. You know, the ARV is probably only 30, maybe not even, but it's just I don't want to deal with that. So you can discount that down as low as you want. But don't go over 80, start at 70. And that's it. I don't want to complicate this. Let's keep it simple. So you start with the ARV. You'd multiply that by 70% or the discount rate, whichever you feel comfortable that number might be. And then you do two more things and that's it. You subtract your repairs and you subtract your wholesale fee. So let's just talk briefly about the repair estimates. If you are not a contractor, if you are new to this and you don't know how to how to estimate repairs, there is two Simple ways that we go about doing it: square footage multiplier or the rule of fives. And another way to do, to go about learning how to do repairs, would be to hire a contractor to come with you. Give them fifty bucks or a hundred bucks to to walk with you and give you estimates of what the repairs will be.
1: I love doing that, and here's why. Again, one, you want to make friends sometimes with sometimes contractor. that contractor wants to be the buyer. Sometimes that. Con- <laughs> That's pro, great. Pro tip. It is, it, and that's true. Sometimes that contractor wants to be the buyer. Sometimes they have clients who they rehab properties for that could be the that buyer. Looking. Right. You can also use their estimate when you are marketing your property for sale. Then. Absolutely. So then someone says, "Oh, you're crazy. You couldn't do that rehab for fifty thousand. That's a hundred and twenty thousand dollar rehab all day." Well, that's you say, incredible. "Oh." Well, here's my here's contractor's a contact info. Would you like to talk with them? They said they could do it for fifty. You know, it's like, yeah. what, am, what are we missing here? That, right. Yeah, what are we missing? Absolutely. So, again, it's Love a that. really, really good way to learn repairs is by making friends with some contractors. You can do that at networking meetings and all sorts of places. Yeah, so, but
0: and, I just want to caution you. You're going to see a lot of people out there that say, we'll give free bids. And just because they say that doesn't mean that they're willing to go give you 100 free bids. They're doing that because they're wanting to get business. So be transparent with these people. Tell them you're wholesaling and ask them what they charge to give a bid, because you're most likely not going to be hiring them. Just be transparent. I just don't want people going out that. there burning, no, burning bridges. It is,
1: it's true. Be yeah. And,
0: or if you have somebody that you're already working with, ask them, and they'll either say we'll do it for free or they'll charge you a little bit. I'm more than happy to pay somebody fifty to hundred bucks to come out and give and me write those up a bit. and yeah. write it up. Absolutely, because then if I call them and need them again or I need them twenty nine more times. They're like, cool, here's the fee. Well,
1: I think the thing is just be respectful, be respectful. of people's time. Exactly. Again, they're, they're in it to try to make, make money as well. Let's Don't talk about the time. two
0: other ways that we like to go about estimating repairs. Sure. The first is the square footage multiplier, which essentially is nothing more than the square footage of the property multiplied by one of three tiers. So I have a low tier, meaning it doesn't need a lot of work. I have a middle grade tier, meaning it needs some work, but not everything. And then I have a high tier, which means it needs everything. And in your market, it may be a little different depending on your cost of labor or your cost of materials. But we basically say 10 to 15 on the low end, 25-ish on the middle side, and 40 to 50 on the high end. And it really just kind of depends on a couple things, but keep it simple. Don't complicate it. So if it just needs paint and carpet, $10 a square foot, how many square feet is the property? 2,600? Well, times 2,600 by 10, okay? If it needs a new bathroom and windows, um, so a middle of the grade, you know, it doesn't need everything. The roof's in good condition. It may need a plumbing stack. It It may need a bathroom. It may need some windows. It may need some exterior work. Well, that's about 25 bucks a foot. If it needs to be gutted to the studs and it needs a new kitchen, a new bath, new electrical, new plumbing, new roof, the works, you are going to be between 40 and $50 a foot. Okay. Now, again,
1: and that holds true here around the Midwest, I'd say. Yeah, it's and if you're in estimate. California
0: or you're in New Jersey or you're in Texas or whatever it might be or Florida, those numbers may be a little different, but all you need to figure out is the po- is the cost per foot for low, medium, and high. Mm-hmm. And that's really all you got to do. You literally multiply those numbers, one of those numbers, depending on the scope of work that's needed, by the square foot, and that will get you super close to how much that rehab will cost. The other way that we go about doing it is the rule of fives. Mike, I think you might have even taught me the rule of fives. I'm going to have what you. I was
1: just wondering, is did we make that up? I don't even no, know. No, you
0: taught it to me, I believe. But I'm going to let you go uh, run with this well, that's one what I'm and saying, explain. Though.
1: Did we make it up? I don't. I don't know where it came from. You we'll you give must credit. have we'll give credit you to must somebody. have read it somewhere we'll because it you
0: were the one that told me about it. Yeah, but it's so a great way to just to to determine your repairs. I like this repairs. one
1: just because when I'm walking through a house and talking with a seller, I'm not great at really noting everything. So again, I'll be taking pictures, you're chatting with the seller. I like to just literally just take 5000 here. 5000 here. 5000 here. And what do I mean by that? Well, if it's got one bathroom, there's 5000. I'm going to spend 5000 on the rehab if i've got to refinish the flooring 5000 if i have to paint 5000 if i have to do a new roof 5000 if i have to do the kitchen 510 maybe 10000 for the kitchen because again you've got a lot more stuff in the kitchen it adds up faster so again that way you're able to walk through a house and just say 5 5 5, five and it's going to get you say 15 000 to 25000 in repairs you can use that number plug it in it's going to get you close enough again it's not super accurate. Yeah, it's not exact, but it's it's an estimate. It's going to come in pretty close. Going to give you an idea of how much work the property needs.
0: And after you start doing these guys and you start walking through properties and you start determining your repairs, you will get better at it. I promise you. I've been doing this full time, a little over five years, and I still sometimes will underestimate my cost of repairs. It's rare that I will overestimate (laughs) We it's always rare.
1: underestimate it because a lot of times we want a deal to work. Yes. So you just you're like, ah, repairs. Maybe we can get it done. Maybe for we can 10. do it for ten and it's it really five. sixteen, right? It, exactly. It, it really is tough. But again, you've got to try to stick with those numbers. If you see something that kind of needs work or attention, it's gonna need the work and attention. You got you gotta include that in your repair estimate.
0: Love it. All right, guys. There's only one more thing that we would need to do to determine our MAO, and that is then so let's let's back up and recap. We, got, we found our ARV, which is just basically what we think it'll be worth when it's all fixed up. We've multiplied that number by 70% or, depending on your area, the discount rate. Then we've determined how much our repairs are, using a couple different ways, and we've subtracted those repairs from the ARV times the 70%. So now we have a number. Next, we needed to subtract out our wholesale fee, Mm. and that right there, once you subtract the wholesale fee out, that gives you our MAO. So, if you are new to the game, put your wholesale fee at, let's say, $7,500.
1: Just make it 10.
0: Make it 10. Round it up.
1: The reason I would say 10 is because the more you take off up front, the more padding you give yourself to make sure you're able to sell your deal. I love that.
0: It's a good point. It's a very good so point. I would
1: just say round it up to 10. Shoot for 10 too, guys. We're not in this business to make $1,000. You're here to make some money. Let's make some money. That's
0: exactly right. That's exactly right. So now that we've gone through this equation, we have what we like to call our MAO or our Maximum Allowable Offer. So let's just assume that we get to an MAO of $85,000. Okay, For whatever reason, we... Determined our ARV, we multiplied it by 70%, and then we determined what our repairs are, and we took those off. And then we took another $10,000 off for our wholesale fee, which essentially is what we are going to get paid. Um, we now came up with our maximum allowable offer. Now, we are never going to make that offer, the, the number that we came up with, as our offer. Because we said it earlier, we want to end at our MAO. We want to we want to negotiate to that number. So what we're going to typically do is we're going to take an additional 5, 10, maybe 20% off of that number. It's going to kind of vary based on where you're at and how motivated the seller is, but we are going to go even lower than that. One of my favorite things is taking an MAO, taking 10 or 20% off of that number, Making the offer and then it getting accepted. And you're just like, whoa, I would I was willing to pay 10, 15 grand more for this property. But they were so motivated that they accepted that offer. So you want to have some wiggle room in there. And that's why we don't make our offer at the MAO. We make it below it. That way we have some wiggle room to come up. Everybody likes to negotiate and feel like they're not getting taken. And when you are willing to negotiate up a little bit, I'm not saying that you need to negotiate up a lot, but when you negotiate up a little bit, the seller is going to feel a lot more comfortable working with you. Okay. Um, also, whenever you have a higher wholesale fee, let's say you do 10000 like Mike suggested, and you go to market that property, and you're getting people that are making you offers basically – just below where you are marketing that property for. If you have a large wholesale fee, you can still get those deals done. If that wholesale fee is really skinny, you might not have much room to negotiate on your end. You have to to remember, when you're negotiating, you're, you're negotiating on both sides of this transaction. You're negotiating with your motivated seller in the beginning, but then once you get that under contract and you have it in your inventory and you're going to go to sell it. Now you're going to be negotiating with your buyers, your cash buyers. So in terms of your ARV, I would be conservative when you're looking at your ARV, when you're dealing with your motivated seller. When you're looking at your repairs, I would do the opposite. What's the opposite of conservative? Liberal? I guess. Maybe something like that. A little extra repairs. yeah, Yeah, A, because you may not know what they are. But B, once you start ripping things out and down, you find other things that you cannot see. So it's always a good idea to pad your repairs. Some people will but say more. 10%. I'm really leaning more towards 20%. Easily
1: 10%. We always, Easily. We always spend more than we expect, and we do this all the time. I mean, I hate to admit that, but, man, we consistently spend more than we expect. So, again, we, we say, oh, I think we can do it for 20 we still we're gonna we're gonna have a budget of thirty, right? Because we're probably gonna spend twenty five to twenty seven. Yeah, I was just if gonna we say we'll be at
0: twenty seven if we think it's twenty. It's exactly, just it always happens we, that way. If
1: we don't, it just it just doesn't work. So out we've that way.
0: started padding those numbers. We've said okay, we think we're gonna be at twenty. Let's 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 estimate thirty. And, and guess it, what? If you get it done for twenty six, then you just made yourself four extra here's the grand. Thing
1: that I think is fun too, being uh, somebody who's like that. Is, yeah, I could probably sit down and figure out and calculate to the penny or within 500 bucks, but why? I would rather move on to the next deal, like just round it up five grand, and move on to the next one. That's exactly right. I mean, so that's what we do, that's kind of what we do. We just got to keep moving, guys. You got to make money in this business. So let's
0: wrap this up. But so what we just did is we explained to you the MAO formula and how it works, okay? But once you get your MAO and then you even discount that down, you get a number. You still need to make the offer. Mm. So if you are with the seller, you know, you can make that offer verbally. Obviously, you're going to want to communicate with them. But I highly recommend that you bring contracts with you and you fill it out and you give it to them. If they aren't willing to sign it right then and there, leave it with them. If you're just doing this over the phone, let's say you're virtually wholesaling or you're following up or you didn't know your numbers when you were there looking at it, and you needed to go back and do some due diligence at home. Make sure you get their email and send them your offer in writing. So many reasons that we send our offers in writing. I can name a couple off the top of my head. I've had deals where I was the lowest offer, but the only one to send it in writing. Mike, I know you have too. Yep. Literally, I had people that would say that said, "I'll give you ten thousand more for the property, sir, than what I was willing to pay." but they didn't send an offer. I did. And then they couldn't reach that person again. They don't they didn't know who they were cuz they had 20 guys come over and give them give them a, an estimate on the value.
1: I lo- I like hearing that story too and sometimes you'll actually hear we call that person back and we're waiting on them. We keep waiting to hear and they keep saying they're going to send us an offer and they never do. So again, that's how you win the deal, guys. Put your send offer in writing. Send it out. Yeah, I love
0: Absolutely that. send it in writing. Another reason that I like to send my offers in writing is it lets them know that you are serious Um, because when they get an offer immediately from you, they know that you are serious and that this isn't your first rodeo,
1: even if it is. You kind of skipped over it, too. You said bring offer with you, write the offer. Think about how serious that is. You show up with a contract ready to buy that house. Ready to buy the house. how you're presenting yourself. I'm here to buy this house. Yeah. I'm not here to look and just
0: determine if I maybe want. No, I'm here to buy houses today. That's what I'm going to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's cool. The only other thing that I would recommend um, on this particular podcast and this topic is if if you want some help calculating your offers or determining your repairs, check out Free Wholesale Course. We actually have. A good description of how the MAO works on here. Another video as well. But we also have an offer calculator. Oh, cool. Which is really, it's really I basic. It's just an Excel sheet that you download, but yeah. it helps. And if you don't know... Let's say you're listening to this while you're driving. This will definitely explain it a little bit more because it shows you can put a couple oh, I'm comps so in. Too. You can average those comps. Yeah. You can. You can. Yeah. And
1: it's gonna do the MAO formula. It for does you, the which MAO cool.
0: formula for you, which is cool. And then last but not least, we have a repair estimate sheet, which if you aren't good at um, at the first two methods or don't want to use those, you can literally walk around the house and just put a check in a box. On anything and everything that the home may need and the sheet depending on your size or your square foot will help you determine those repairs so guys you know that we talk a ton about the free wholesale course um, but we put it out there to help you and if you are new there is a mother load of content and education that we have put out for free we love helping we love seeing people do their first deal so get out there make those offers. Mike, anything you want to add?
1: Go make offers.
0: Love it. Make some offers. Guys, we're signing off. Until next time. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit freewholesalecourse.com. The most complete,